From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part three in our series, Let's Talk About Sex. This week, we are digging deep into what's okay and what's not when it comes to talking with our friends. And there's an anonymous quote that says, not every part of your personal life needs to be made public. Yep. Absolutely. And that's really what we're going to be talking around with the show about talking about sex with our friends. And you could probably put a little caveat around there. And, and also I think when you family. say, and I think when you say sex with our friends, talking about sex with our friends and with our family. Correct. Not having sex. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's make sure we know what we're doing here. Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, we start each show with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family whose marriage is experiencing breakthrough. And this hug comes from a Facebook message that we received that started by saying, I wanted to reach out and let you know that I have just recently started listening. I found you by listening to Jeff and Mandy Rose in a podcast from years back where you all were guests. Oh, wow. Yes, I remember that. That's been a while. That's been yeah. a while. I wanted to say how much I appreciate what you do. It's daily inspiration for me. I used to listen to music in the morning before while I was getting ready for work. And now I found your podcast and I believe it has really helped me have my relationship in the forefront of my mind, trying to make conscious decisions to make it a priority. We are high school sweethearts mm. who have been together for six years and will be married next spring. So ready to begin our marriage journey and create strong, a strong, healthy, and loving marriage. I hope you two always continue to be transparent and inspire others. Oh, I love it. I love it. And congratulations on your engagement and as you get ready for your wedding. Absolutely. And you know what's so neat when I read those messages or share those messages from those who are dating and engaged? It never ceases to inspire me about the extraordinary marriages that are coming behind us. Mm -hmm. Because think about it, these guys are engaged and they're working to make their marriage so extraordinary. And you know, where is it more fitting than in this topic of talking about sex? And, you know, in the first week of the series, we, we just kind of gave you an overview of the important conversation that, that will take place many, many times in your marriage around sexual intimacy. And last week we were talking about what that conversation looks like as newlyweds. Mm -hmm. And this week we're talking about what those conversations look like when you're talking about sex, either with your friends or with family and how you, how you navigate those as a couple and as an individual. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are so many people in our lives that we could talk about our sex life with. And, and I know a lot of you are like, eh, not at all, but we have to address this because each one of those relationships that we have with people outside of our marriage has its own set of rules and own potential pitfalls. Mm -hmm. And y all of you here in the one family, you definitely, um, you feel very strongly yes. about this topic one way or another. There, there was not a whole lot of gray area in your comments and, and what you're, what you were sharing with us. And you know, it's so important that we do have this conversation that Tony and I have this conversation. You know, it's always, you guys get to eavesdrop on our conversations because this is a topic 
that trips up a lot of couples. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's finding out that your wife has gone out for a girl's night and the some area of your sexual intimacy has come up or finding out that your husband went out and hung out with the buddies and they were talking about whose wife does what or what that looks like mm-hmm. and it causes a reaction in you. And I want to be clear, if you haven't had this conversation about what it looks like to define what that type of what that type of intimacy with friends and family is going to look like, it's okay. Right? This is this is not a conversation that a lot of couples have. And so we want to actually do this conversation with you mm-hmm. to help you avoid the heartache, to help you avoid the potential arguments because no one wants no one wants what's on the other side of not talking about this. Right. Right. We've been there. I, you know, early on in our marriage, I, I would cross that line. Like I didn't have a lot of friends that I would talk to, but I do remember that there were a couple conversations over the years where I, you know, like I, even in my head after the words came out, I'm like, I may have gone too far. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like in our early years of marriage, and especially as we talked about last week around, you know, let's talk about sex in those newlywed years. Um, I feel like in a, our early years, we didn't have those guardrails around. Mm -hmm. And so if we were in company or we were out individually, it wasn't, it wasn't like it was talked about all the time. And yet there was time that I can recall when those conversations would go there Mm -hmm. and there were, there were no guardrails to go, you know what? That's a bit too far. Like, no, that's private. That's a private thing between you and I and nobody else needs to know about that. So I remember that stage. And then I sort of remember just more of us really never having the conversation of like, what does this look like when we do talk to friends mm-hmm. and family in the middle years? And I think over the years, you and I have, we just know where we're at and have had those conversations. Like we know, like I know personally, like if I get cornered by a wife, say, Cause she wants to talk like we're at a conference maybe, or even just around town and, and I see somebody or we're at church or whatever. If a wife sort of like corners me and starts talking about their sexual intimacy between her and her husband, I'm very aware of just being like, you know what? Hold on. Let me grab a Lisa because I want to make sure that she's in this conversation with us. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a big part of it. You know, early in our marriage, like Tony said, you know, there was a lot of sexual innuendo. Like I, I, Remember that it wasn't necessarily close friends that we were talking to, but I remember that there were a lot of conversations that crossed the line with coworkers. I was going to say your coworkers just because of the the line of work you were in. I was going to say that was it. And also it was male dominated mm-hmm. and there was always alcohol around. Yes. So lots and lots of usage of alcohol by all parties. Right. So it wasn't so much that I was like sitting around with my girlfriends. It was really a lot of like coworker happy hour. You know, the office is empty. What are we all talking about? Mm -hmm. And just relationships would come up and what's going on. And, you know, it was interesting that as we started one kind of what shifted even in our own marriage. I mean, guys, there were years that people in San Diego, our friends did not know that one existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably the first three or four years, yeah. I would guess that the people like our closest friends at the time did not know that this podcast existed right? unless they stumbled upon it. And now it's been one of those things where, you know, you all hear us talk about sex on a regular basis, but I will tell you even that there are details that you all don't know and will actually never know. Because that is, for us, how do we set up those healthy guardrails 
So that way you guys can still learn. You guys can still be intentional and take action in your marriage, but not be in a place of like, oh my gosh, if I meet Tony and Lisa, I know everything. So that's, and I honestly think that's healthy. Mm -hmm. We need to have that privacy to an extent that's only ours. For us though, do understand that when we started the show, it was always about being open, honest, and transparent. But we've said over time, like, we're not going to tell you what position we're in. We're not going to tell you those types of, every once in a while, I mean, we'll say something like, oh, missionary position or, you know, in the shower. But I mean, we're not going into full detail of that where other folks will. We just don't feel like that's appropriate or needed. You can understand where we're at and take that into your own marriage. Absolutely. And, and having said that, we do consider you guys all friends, if not more, because you are the one family. You are family to us. And so when we see you at a live event, when we're when we see you at a one marriage conference, we want you to be able to walk up to us and go, you know what? What you said there and what you said there or this, that was freedom for us. That that allowed us to have breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And so we want that to happen. And we asked you, you know, how many of you have clear boundaries on what's okay for you to discuss with other people? And only 36% of you have clear boundaries. I, I see that number as probably spot on. Yeah. I, I really do because I think this is an area where it's not a conversation that we're typically having. So I, I believe that, that that number is going to be on a lower side. But what that means is that 64% of you haven't had this conversation or you're unclear. Mm-hmm about what the boundaries are, what those guardrails are. And, you know, we, you know. No, no, I was going to say, because these are extraordinary marriages and extraordinary couples, let's start talking about it. So that way this week, we're going to have that opportunity for you guys to be able to go, yeah, l- l- let's get some clarity around this. Because especially for a spouse where you're feeling like, man, is, is my husband going off and just talking with all his coworkers about me and what we're doing? Or is my wife really just like, just taking off today and just going to sit around the pool with their girlfriends and, and talk to all her girlfriends about what we're doing and what we're not doing. And so allowing to build those guardrails up. And, and the reason I say this, because it's all built on trust. Mm-hmm. Because when we, when we have these guardrails, we build trust And every time that we go out and we do something with, you know, our guy friends, our girlfriends, whatever that may be, and we don't say stuff like that, we build trust in our spouse. And by doing that, we increase the emotional intimacy, the sexual intimacy with our spouse. Mm -hmm. And that is vitally important. Now, we know that for some of you, any conversation about sex with someone outside of your marriage is an absolute Mm -hmm. no-go. You were very clear. You're like, it doesn't. Nope. No. It's not happening. Not happening. And that works. That's what works for the two of you. For others, you know, there's, how do I put this? There's no one size fits all Mm -hmm. to this conversation. And in fact, it's important to know, even in the one family, what are some of those topics that that the one family doesn't want discussed? Okay. Because this may actually be a launching point for you and your spouse to say, okay, you know what? I was listening to the show the other day and, you know, what of these are no goes for us. What are these? Do you not want me to discuss if I'm if I'm with friends or you wouldn't feel comfortable with it? Because some people said, you know, please don't discuss, you know, size, how you look naked, or anything related to genitalia. Okay. Like so, there's a lot of like body consciousness there. Mm-hmm. Other off top. Well, and I think there a lot of that too is comparison. Yes, for R- sure. Right. A lot of that is comparison, and hey, I don't, 
I, I agree with that. I don't want to be compared, you know, with other guys that I may know, you know, because you're going out with their wives and all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, it's this. And no, I don't need to be compared like that. These are friends of mine as well. And I don't talk to my guy friends about stuff like that. So I wouldn't want you to go do that. Absolutely. Um, some other off limit topics, the positions that you try, right? People don't want the, all the different positions. And obviously, I mean, one of the, one of the things that we have here in the one family is the position of the month club. Mm-hmm. Right. So there are people that don't want other people to know that they're trying different positions. Missionary works like it's good to know that we just have sex, whether or not you use toys. Mm-hmm. That that can be an area where you're like, I just don't want other people to know that we do your embarrassing moments. And that, I mean, literally could span any area of marriage, not just sexual intimacy. But people don't want their embarrassing moments shared. Mm-hmm. Some people don't want their frequency shared, which, you know, it's, it's always interesting when we get together with a group of people from the one family, cause everybody's talking about how they do the intimacy lifestyle, which we love, but outside of the one family, you may not want how often or how little you have sex to mm-hmm. be shared. Mm-hmm. You know, there are, there are, you know, different dysfunctions that you don't want shared. If there's erectile dysfunction, if there's vaginal tightness, if there's vaginal dryness, those are things that, you know what, let's just keep that between the two of us. Maybe you don't have a lot of variety in your marriage and that, it feels embarrassing to you. And so you don't want that, that you don't want that discussed. Some of you don't want the fact that pornography is in your marriage to be discussed, or you have these feelings of inadequacy, or maybe you've got fetishes and and you just don't want that to be. And guys, these all, these were all comments that came out of the one family. Mm -hmm. And I share them with you. We share them with you because sometimes you have to hear it here so that the two of you can have the conversation together. Mm-hmm. Because you can take this list and go, okay, what of this? You know, and some of the themes that really I think came through in all in that entire list were, you know, feelings of embarrassment, mm-hmm. feelings of shame, of awkwardness, of being uncomfortable. That's really what, like, if you look at that whole list, that's really, and you know, if we're creating extraordinary marriages, we have a responsibility to create an environment where our spouse feels safe, where they can trust that we have them and we have our marriage and we've put that first, no matter what, no matter if all the guys are talking about it, no matter what's being discussed on the spa day with the girls, that, that our marriage is so sacred, is so important that we won't allow ourselves to kind of go down that rabbit hole of, well, I'm just hanging with the guys or I'm hanging with the girls. And so I'm going to throw in a story as well. And I just want to put in this thing. You have the gift of self-control. You do. You have that gift of self-control. And so you can control what you're talking about around these friends or family members. And so the one thing I will say though, is I do believe in this is that we do need have, we do need to have friends that are around us where we can speak mm-hmm. openly, honestly, transparently mm-hmm. about things that are happening. You know, if, if there is, you know, dysfunction, erectile dysfunction, or there is vaginal dryness, where are you going to find help? And I, and I think that is where we also have to make sure that we understand that we are still going to seek out mm-hmm. some, some ideas, some, some avenue that allows us to address what may be happening in our sexual intimacy. So we don't get stuck and feel like we're the only ones who do that. And hopefully here at One Extraordinary Marriage, we're able to help you with that. We're, we're that. we're that resource for you. And yet sometimes just listening isn't enough. And so I do want to say that if you're in a spot where 
You, you don't want, you, you're a no-go. It's like, no, 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 no. And yet there are things that are still happening in your marriage around your sexual intimacy. I, I want to encourage you to check out Coaching with Elisa. Take that bold step to at least have somebody who can listen to you, hear what's going on, no judgment whatsoever, and then speak life into your marriage or into you. So learn more about that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. Well, and another thing that I thought of when you were talking about that was really, you know, the summit partners in the position of the month club, because, Mm, you know, there's, there's a group of people, a tribe, a family who all have this kind of the same foundation because they've been, you know, longtime listeners. They've been people who, you know, understand what we do here at One Extraordinary Marriage. And they want to be in a community with other people who are super excited about doing marriage with this type of intentionality of having a safe place to talk about mm-hmm. sex, the good things and the bad things, the challenges and, and the, you wins. Know, the, the wins. And so it's, you know, so many of us don't have, don't have people in our world. Like, and we've heard from a lot of couples in the summit partnership who have said, you know what, there's nobody around us that we could be this candid with. Mm-hmm. And because of that, because of, you know, like they would hear it on the show and then, you know, they just said, well, you know, let me try this out. Now they've got this tribe. I love it. Cause they, you know, they're meeting up with each other and they're doing all this kind of stuff, but that really becomes the family that you talk to the family that it's okay to talk to. Right. Because there's a similar foundation and there is no judgment. And that's really, you know, I, I didn't, you know, think about it until just now, but you know, one of those other themes that comes through is the fact that a lot of people feel judged Mm -hmm. around what they do or don't do Mm -hmm. sexually. And, you know, I mean, that, that's, that has probably gone back for centuries that that happens. And so it's finding a judgment-free place where, you know, you and your spouse, and it doesn't matter, you know, it's position of the month club. If it's, you know, marriage group at your church, we know there are some phenomenal marriage groups, um, small groups, marriage ministries, whatnot throughout the country and the world and the world who are, you know, really equipping couples, but you got to find your place because you do need to be able to talk about what's going on with you in a safe and trusted environment. And, you know, it's also saying, how can, how can, we put guardrails around this. How can we define this for ourselves? What is that going to look like for the two of us? And we want to just equip you around that after we hear from about this week's sponsor and that's love deeper and love deeper is the workshop for you and your spouse to learn more about not just why you are the way you are, but how your two individual styles work together to create an extraordinary marriage. Based on science, you'll receive an 18-page report that's at the heart of all of this that is going to equip the two of you to better understand everything from finances to communication styles to your personalities. But more than that, we pair the report with a live two-hour workshop where Tony and I will review every single page. Yes, all 18 pages of the assessment Mm -hmm. and take your questions. So it's not just a take. It's a give and take, Yep. right? You're going to give us questions. We're going to give you answers specific for yours. Think of this workshop as knowledge and action. So don't miss out. Register now at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash love deeper. Join us for the workshop, get your assessment and walk away with powerful insights for your marriage all by signing up at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash love deeper. So this week, you know, as we're having these conversations about talking about sex, it's time to ask your spouse. You know, if I were to get into a conversation with friends or with family and the topic of sex came up, what would you be okay with me sharing and what would not be okay? And we had, you know, earlier in this episode, we talked about some of those things. What, what's, what's okay? What's not okay? But have that discussion so that way you guys are on the same 
level playing field. Some of you, it's a discussion and you're moving on. Others of you, you like to write it down. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, hey, this is our talking about sex with friends guardrails guide. And here it is. Hey, you can talk about this. We can talk about this. We, we, we're not talking about this. We can talk about this. We're not talking about that. And that at least gives you guys an understanding of where you're at. And I, and I say this because, man, there's there's no worse feeling, and, I, and I've done this before in our marriage, where out with the guys or doing something, and all of a sudden you start talking, and, and you bring something up, and you're like, oh, no big deal. Then to come home, to share, oh, Lisa goes, hey, well, how was your night? Oh, it was great. You know, we started talking about this and this, and oh, we talked about that. And all of a sudden she's looking at me like, you did What? You talked about what? Why would you do that? Well, I don't know. It's, it's just my buddies and we're talking. And to me, I didn't realize the, the broken trust that happened in that moment because we hadn't had a clear understanding. And so in that moment, obviously you learn, you go, oh, okay, got it. At least I did. And that's how sometimes what we did and how we learned to go, and, and walk this road. So it took us a lot of years because sometimes you're taking a step and you do something which was like, ooh, that wasn't good. So then you go, okay, don't do that one again. Or something was okay, so you're like, okay. But when you get to when you get that chance to just sit down and at least lay out a few things, it helps you with that. Well, and with that, you need to ask the question about, you know, are there different guardrails for different groups of people? Right now, family could be very different than friends. And sometimes family, you don't even want to tell family anything. And sometimes you don't want to fr tell friends anything. Sometimes it's like, hey, it's okay that my sister and brother know and all this stuff. And maybe, maybe your spouse is like, yeah, you know what? I'm, that's a no go. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't need that to be known. Um, and so you're going to have to work through that. It's a lot of conversations. It, hey, one of the things I would say whenever you're going into a deep conversation like this, Make sure you put a timer on it. Have have an outline of where you want to go. We're, we're sharing with you what what questions to be asking. You don't have to ask and answer them all in one sitting. Give your guys some time and space to to think through some of these. What is what isn't. Be willing though to work with your spouse. Sometimes it has to be a win win. It has to be a win win. And sometimes you have to compromise a bit. Like mm -hmm. your stance may not be end all be all. As much as it may be, your spouse may see it a bit differently. And sometimes you got to sit there and go, well, why do you see it like that? What does that mean to you? One of the best questions you can always ask after something that doesn't, you're not clear about, what does that mean to you? And allow them to expand and listen to understand not to respond. Mm -hmm. Listen to them. Write down notes, hear it. 20 minutes is up. If that's what you guys said was up, 20 minutes is up. We're done. Let's let's hit this tomorrow and next few days when we, when we come back to this. It's not, it's it's over. It's just, all right, we gotta, we're, we're moving on because we, we, we said we were gonna just do this for 20 minutes today. Well, and it's so interesting because I'm sitting here listening to you and all I can think about is, you know, this series is tied around the physical intimacy, the physical sexual intimacy. And yet, the idea of us talking about sex is all about creating and cultivating deeper emotional intimacy mm -hmm. with our spouse. And, and it's so many things in marriage, specifically when it comes to sexual intimacy, are really, are really a twofold, right? That, that we create the deep emotional intimacy and we have deeper physical sexual intimacy. And, and that's where, you know, getting into this place and saying, you know, who and why and, and what does that look like for you actually allows the two of you to create this depth 
to your marriage. It, it's like Tony was saying earlier, it gives you the opportunity. Like, I can't tell you guys how many times I will sit in a coaching session because trust has been broken. It, it, it's really, I mean, it's the number, well, I don't want to say it's the number one reason, but it, it's definitely a common theme in coaching, mm-hmm. right? That trust has been broken. So what happens if the two of you listening to this show say, okay, we're going to take one of these strategies and we're going to build a guardrail and you're actually working on building trust with one another. What shifts if, if the two of you, instead of being worried about breaking trust, actually feel equipped to build trust? Mm-hmm. That's huge for couples. Nobody's telling you how to build trust. They're just telling you what to do when you've broken it. This shifts things. This brings a, a measure of clarity to your marriage. No more wondering, oh, did I just overstep? How's he going to feel about this? What's she going to say about it? Like, you get to know because you've had the conversation. And it actually then starts to serve as a springboard for, for taking the same strategy. You know, so often we talk about things right around sex and, and we know a lot of you will just apply it to the sexual intimacy. But because this is really an emotional intimacy depth that we're bringing to the marriage, you can springboard this to other areas of marriage. What's okay to talk to family and friends about in regard to our finances, mm-hmm. in regard to parenting, in regard to, you know, any other area. These are not one and done conversations. We need to be looking at this and saying, this is our marriage. What are you okay with me taking outside the four walls of our home? And how can I build, how can I build your trust by honoring who we are, who you are and what you need from me? Because I'll tell you, we, you know, we were recently at an event and, and, you know, here we are with this event with front row dads and, and this topic of honor came up. And just how much that really does get to the heart of who so many of us are, that we want to be honored for who we are and what we think. And this whole concept of talking about sex with other people is an opportunity for you to bring such a measure of honor to your spouse and to your marriage. And when that happens, how, how much greater can the love be or grow between you and your spouse? Yeah. Hey, it's a big topic. It's a big topic, but one we believe in that should happen. You know, if you want to have that extraordinary marriage, you, you got to begin to set up these guardrails and understand because this marriage until death do us part is something we're doing for a long time. And that those guardrails may change as you progress through the years of marriage. It, it may be different when the kids are younger than when you're in your sixties and seventies. I don't know. Uh, Elisa and I know for us, it's changed in the 23 years that we've been married for sure, but we got to continue to address it, look at it and honor one another. Hey, join us next week as we continue the series. Let's talk about sex after having kids. Oh, it's a big one. Having, having sex after kids. Let's go. We want to hear from you. So make sure, you know, you jump on over to Instagram, go to at one extraordinary marriage, make sure you jump on the polls because we want to hear from you guys. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we hope you enjoy this conversation you're going to have with your spouse as you begin to set up those guardrails around talking about sex with your friends and your family. Love you guys. Have a great week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.